We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So uh, let's do this. Let's bring in Adam McCalvey. Adam, uh, not a great night at the ball yard again for the Milwaukee Brewers and the Bats still not able to get over three runs a game, and, and this is becoming habitual now. Yeah, the bats are socially distancing from opposing pitching, which is not ah, what they do. And there here's you go. My, Way to uh, work my, yes, my I, I'm I listen to your your ads, Bill. Don't you know, I'm not I'm not tuning them out. Uh, my stat of the day, as of tonight, a quarter of this weird season is in the books. So you know, normally we'd be talking about how it's early and you can't draw conclusions and all those things. We're talking about 14 games so far, but. In this season, after tonight's game and the game number 15, you know, a quarter of the season is finished. So um, Lorenzo Cain being out really hurts him. Ryan Braun being out, uh, especially in this recent stretch where they've seen a lot of lefties, hurts him. That certainly figures into what's happened offensively. Uh, Yelich and Hira not hitting has killed him. Both of those guys are showing some signs now. Um, so they they need to get the bats going, and and it's it's like we've talked about this for years and years. Um, a team never looks worse than when they're not hitting, and a couple more days of like what they had on Sunday against the Reds, and I think everybody feels a little bit better about this team. But unfortunately, they just have not been able to string days like that together. The um, I, I don't know. The bats are the most concerning and the consistency at the plate. And like you said, there's a few guys that look like, well, maybe they're starting to come out of this a little bit. Um, but then it just – the consistency hasn't been there. And the fact that – and I've always said, look, if you're going to average less than three runs a game, you're not going to win a lot of games in Major League Baseball, and they're not yeah. doing it. Pitching hasn't been terrible. Uh, it just it's just the bats have been silent. And like you said, we're almost a quarter way through. The, by the way, I did hear uh, the – was it the mile posts or whatever it was that uh, you know Craig was talking about during the press conference yesterday and he was giving you credit yeah. for it because you were giggling. Uh, but it, you're right. I mean, it, so at what point do you say – we've got to change things up because we talked about this, that if things aren't working, you only have so much time. Yeah, there is no, and, and look, I mean, I, I keep thinking back to our conversation with Christian Yelich on the day or the day before summer camp opened. Uh, and he called this, he said, there's going to be players, great players who have terrible seasons because unlike a normal year where you have 162 games and everything evens out, you know, by, by the end of the year, the guy's baseball card looks the way it's supposed to. Well, when you cut that into a third, that doesn't hold true anymore. And if you look around the game, you know, the, I, it always feels more acute when it's the team you're watching all the time, I, I, I think. The problems always feel way more acute. But sometime open up the stats and go around and look at what's happening to some other players in Major League Baseball. Look at Anthony Rendon um, of the Angels, for example, having just an absolute horrid disaster of a, of a season. And normally you could just chalk this up to new team, slow start, new league for him. Um, you can't do that this year because everything is, the whole season is a small sample. So it's, it's a real challenge, I think, for um, particularly the hitters coming off a three-week summer camp where they normally have six weeks to see a bunch of pitching and get that good fit at the plate. 
and exactly what Yelich predicted has come to pass. I don't think he intended to be one of those guys, and I would say I still don't think he intends to be one of those guys, and there are some really good signs from him day after day that the swings just look more like Christian Yelich swings, and the results are coming as well. So I, I think if you're looking for something to be optimistic about for a Brewers fan, it's that Yelich and Keston here as well are doing things here and there that make you feel like, for them at least, it's beginning to even out a little. Talking with Adam McCalvey of Brewers.com and MLB.com, to me it's not even so much the contact at the plate. It's been the eye. It's been taking the pitches that they've been swinging either wildly at or through or just looking yeah. going by over the last few times that I've seen them when they've walked. The eye seems to be coming back, and that's the number one thing really when you're talking about seeing pitches again. Yeah, and look, that's time, right? I mean, they are now sort of at the end of what a normal spring training would be. If you think about a six-week spring training, they had three weeks of summer camp, and now, what, about three weeks of, of regular season. So it, it's probably, for the hitters, it's probably feeling like they normally feel going into opening day in terms of just logging those at-bats. It's So much of getting ready for a season for a hitter is time. Um, and, and that's what they needed to kind of get ready. I would say the other thing that's been really tough for the Brewers so far, besides lo- missing the, you know, losing Lorenzo Cain is big. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, that, that's a big part of it. But, but also the players they bought in just have not paid dividends yet. And, you know, David Stearns, I, I think, did a good job of kind of explaining the thinking and Craig Council going into the season that, you know, they know they lost some, some key hitters in Grandal and Moustakas. But the idea was to bring in a bunch of players with a track record, veteran players who can handle platoon situations, and try to just get, you know, win the platoon advantage as often as possible. And they feel like, you know, when the planning was done over the course of 162 games, that was going to bear fruit. Now, so far, that strategy just has not paid off. I would say Sogard has done a good job of getting on base, um, but... You know, Avasel Garcia is in a deep funk right now for, for uh, you know, six, seven games. Uh, Brock Holt hasn't hit. Uh, Jerko just hasn't had a lot of opportunities. Narvaez hasn't hit. These are guys who they think that they are set up to succeed in terms of putting them, you know, say Narvaez and Manny Pena. They think they're going to produce as a catching tandem. It hasn't happened yet for Narvaez, and I think that's killing them as well right now. Um, now, will those guys get going and those deals look better? Who knows? But so far, I think it's fair to say that a lot of these additions on the offensive side just have not worked out. So who has been more consistent, more impressive? I mean, Orlando RC obviously got off to a hot start, and they needed him to do so. I agree with you that uh, losing Lorenzo Cain was a huge blow because I thought for them to be successful, he was going to have to have a good season, and he certainly looked as if he got out of the gates to do so. But who else have you looked at and went, okay, you know, they, they've done a little bit more than I expected them to do. Well, on the offensive side, it's hard to think of anybody, Bill. I mean, that's kind right. of the reality right now. Is they, Ben Gamble was off to a, a hot start. Now, he's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. So I think he was the guy you could point to as, as really swinging a good bat. Um, Arcia has, has done a nice job for them at the bottom of the order. And if you think about some of their victories, a lot of them have been started at the bottom of the bottom third of the batting order. And that's a good thing. That's the kind of offense they wanted to be where it's not all Yelich and Hira in the middle. It is, 
you know, sustained offense because, again, they would win those little matchups in a game and be able to put together an inning like that uh, six-run inning against the Reds on Sunday. That, that's the kind of offense they wanted to be, and it hasn't played out that way. So the if you're looking for the good stuff so far, it's almost all on the pitching side, and it's been sort of a, you know, it's a different way to run a pitching staff um, where they, they have these tandems going in a couple of different spots. We saw another one last night where Freddie Peralta comes in and finishes the game behind Hauser. You saw it on Saturday with Corbin Burns coming in behind Brett Anderson, and they're doing that with a couple of these spots. They basically are running with seven starting pitchers, seven guys with length right now, just some of the guys aren't starting. And um, it's an interesting way to do it, and they're seeing, you, you just you see the stuff again from Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. It didn't happen in their starts at the very beginning of the year. Um, but it's happening for them in these, you know, being the back half of tandem. So that's promising because eventually we're going to get back to the normal world. And those guys are going to be a huge part with Brandon Woodruff and Adrian Hauser of what they, you know, are as a team moving forward. And, and I think that they really like from those four guys what they've seen so far. And I think Eric Lau, they feel like Eric Lauer is going to be one of those guys too. He, he, he was really impressive in exhibition games. Um, he was really impressive in that first relief appearance at, at Wrigley, if you remember back to the opening series. His start was no good. So let's see what he does. Um, I think he's got tomorrow's game. Um, there, He's going to get a chance to, to roll some starts together. And they think they, they, they like what they have there from the left side. And he could be another one of those sort of younger guys that, that shows promise. Uh, real quick before I let you go, has it meant anything to play at home versus on the road since fans aren't in the stands? Well, it hasn't for the Brewers results-wise. They're 1-5. and five. I mean, they needed that win against the Reds to avoid their first 0-5 starter home since the 1970 Milwaukee Brewers, mm-hmm. who weren't very good. So, um, it you know, it hasn't borne out in the results. It, it's all theory, right? Because no one knows. There's no experience to, to go on here of what this all means. And what this is like for these players. You'd think that playing in an offensive ballpark and playing in you know, a place where Yelich, Hira, um, even, even some of the guys who are new who have experience at this ballpark, it's a familiar place, would be a good thing. Um, but I, I do think it's fair to say that the home field advantage is mitigated because you don't have that buzz to, to sort of carry you along. I don't think these guys go to the plate and they look around the stadium and they say inside their head, I'm going to do it for these fans. I'm not trying to overstate the, the, you know, what that does, but just your level of focus, your intensity, you know, what you feel in the hours leading up to game time, it's all way different with no fans in the stands. And they're trying really hard and really quickly to find ways to replace that sort of that, that those butterflies that you normally get that they're not necessarily feeling as much right now. Adam, always good stuff. Certainly appreciate it, and uh, we will talk again soon, okay? All right. See you, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Adam McCalveyBrewers.com and MLB.com joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now, working hard, and all you got to do is work hard. They'll treat you fair. It's, that's the way they've been doing it for a long, long time. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to SchneiderJobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE to go to SchneiderJobs.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.